Presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. Where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this April 11, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com for all their men's uh, men's skincare products today and keep that youthful exuberance on your mug throughout the uh, throughout the year with CalderaLab.com uh, and promo code 1420LAB for 20% off their men's skincare products, like I said. Anyways, the uh, e-bug situation reared its ugly head in the National Hockey League again on Saturday night with the Toronto Maple Leafs facing off with the uh, lackluster Montreal Canadiens playing out the string and hoping this season comes to an end sooner rather than later. They'll get their wish, I think, on Thursday night is their last game. But the e-bug situation showed up again. Jed Alexander was uh, placed in net in the third, late in the third period. He got some mop-up duty, 70 seconds left or whatever it may be. We'll talk about that in a little, little bit of a second. For those who don't know what the e-bug is, it's the emergency backup goaltender that's supposed to be used in actual emergencies, not when um, it's just a cap situation and it gets into an A-bug. But the e-bug, it's every team has one, a guy who's hanging around the uh, – the, the arena all night long, just in case one of the, the four goalies gets hurt, he'll go in and, and do mop-up duty or sit on the bench and hopefully not to get get placed in a situation like David Ayers did a couple of years back with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes facing off against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He ended up getting the win, so that was a, a pretty good story. The uh, the guy who's a, a maintenance guy at an arena, uh, he takes care of, not he's not the Zamboni driver, but he takes care of the, the day-to-day operations at an uh, arena there in Toronto. But the, the e-bug situation, it, it can be a heartfelt story. Everybody gets a kick out of it. The, the guy, the goaltender gets uh, his uh, 15 minutes of fame. He gets some, some swag, some jerseys, gets some autographs some pictures. There's his family gets all happy and it's all good and he gets some time. Uh, once in a while they get some mop-up duty. There's a guy in Edmonton earlier on this year. He got some mop-up duty. A guy who played for U of A and then Jed Alexander, a U of T guy, he got to play. And then last night there was an A-bug, uh, which I, I call, I think that might, might be actually a, a, Brent, or a Brent original. It's uh, it's not a good situation that, that the 
the Toronto Maple Leafs have, or not the Leafs, the the um, the, the National Hockey League has the amateur backup goalie that the Leafs used last night. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't really care a whole bunch either. But he, uh, the Leafs have a problem. The amateur backup goalie now they had they're trying to manipulate the salary cap because they went over it and then they they have some problems with with Matt Murray. That's another situation there. The Leafs better figure out who their backup backup is going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. It'll probably be Wall. But the situation you have with the A bug, the amateur backup goalie, where they have a problem with their salary cap, they went they overspend and and on and on it goes. And then so now they have to have an amateur backup goalie not getting any not getting paid, sitting on the bench, and hopefully nothing happens. Then he gets he gets his. 50 minutes of fame he gets the jersey he gets everything else the parents are happy and, and like we discussed with the e-bug but the problem that you got is that these games right now you still have teams that don't aren't in a playoff spot that aren't in a there's a situation where there's some the the, the, the eight nine seven eight nine teams aren't aren't locked in 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 the, especially in the eastern conference they're not locked into who they're playing and these games could mean something the problem that, that, that I don't like is that you have a situation last night where the Toronto Maple Leafs were playing with the Florida Panthers who are still looking to get, in, get into a playoff spot. What happens if the, the if if uh, Samsonov got hurt? What happens if, if this goaltender, I don't even know, know his name, I should have learned, should have wrote it down what his name was. What happens if he gets hurt and then this 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 A-bug has to go in net and he stinks? He played in the OHL this year for Owen Sound, I think it was, they got swept swept aside in the uh, in the OHL playoffs already. He's on the outside looking in. So they bring him out, and, he, and he's playing hockey last night in the National Hockey League. What happens if this guy who's supposed to be playing in the National Hockey League ends up deciding a playoff, playoff spot or, 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 or an important game for a team that's looking to get into into a playoff spot or, or a team that isn't playing that, that game, and then this guy comes in, he stinks, and the team that, that's on the outside looking in ends up losing, or losing out on a playoff spot because of this guy who doesn't deserve to be in the National Hockey League. And what happens if this guy it ends up being the deciding factor in a team season. Yes, you shouldn't get to that point of the year where the last game matters, but then why play any of the games if, if, they, if none of them matter? It, sh- it shouldn't come down to a guy who shouldn't be in the National Hockey League. It's a disgrace to the league, and it's got to be fixed, and it's got to be fixed soon because now you have these, these these situations with salary caps at the end of the year where you're, you're going to see a lot more guys using this uh, salary cap manipulation. Like, look at look what happened with uh, Las Vegas. All of a sudden, Mark Stone is okay. He can play hockey again. He's just miraculously good in the second to last day of the season because they have cap problems. This cap manipulation thing has to stop and it has to stop soon because more and more teams are going to start using it and more and more players are going to be missing out on playing in the National Hockey League and playing games and and, and, and being sat out for, for reasons because GMs can't help themselves signing these shiny new toys. And it's ridiculous that it happens with goaltenders and how you have a very important position. Some say it's the most important position in all of sport that you have a goaltender who shouldn't be uh, in, in the league and, and shouldn't be playing. You have him playing in a game that could mean a whole bunch to a lot of franchises and a lot of fans and a lot of players throughout the league and it's not fair to these guys like I said it, 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 it you shouldn't get down to the last game of the season or second last game of the season locked down a playoff spot but sometimes it happens it's going to happen uh, this week in the National Hockey League where you have Pittsburgh battling for a playoff spot you have Florida battling for a playoff spot and the Islanders who still aren't in in a spot so it's it, it shouldn't come down to one guy who shouldn't be in the league and a, a team that shouldn't be uh, deciding your, your your fate it shouldn't come down to an amateur backup goaltender that's not even an emergency backup goaltender. It's just something that that because they didn't have enough space in a lineup that this guy 
uh, this guy is playing and deciding the outcome of, of a hockey game. And I can't think that the the, the team that is uh, playing in front of this guy is very happy about it either, where they can't get a save and all of a sudden their plus minus is here or there and everywhere. And they can't get a save because this guy who doesn't deserve the National Hockey League is playing one night. It's not the, it's not the player's fault. It's not the kid's fault. It's not the, the goaltender who's thrown in this situation. It's the league's fault for not f- figuring this out and how to do something. Why the, the National Hockey League is used, I think it's 120 goaltenders this year. So you got to think that there's a problem there. There's only 30 teams or 32 teams, whatever it is. So that times two, that's 64 goaltenders, right? So but there's been 120 goaltenders. So that's almost four goalies per team that, that every team has been using this year that they haven't had healthy goaltenders. So that goes against cap and, and everything else. And be, if, if you don't factor that in, it's a real problem. And you have this this mentality that goaltenders are, are disposable, but they're not. They're the most important position on the on on a hockey team. You look in the playoffs, how how we talked about that with fourteen twenty, Dave. How it's basically it comes down to goaltending will, will win you a championship. Goaltending will win you hockey games. Look at the Calgary Flames with their goaltender have, have problems all season long. Now they're on the outside looking in with their, their goalies are under eight eighty save percentage, and uh, now they they lost seventeen games in the two uh, shootouts or or in overtime. You know they they win eight of those. They're they're in a playoff spot. So look just go to show how important goaltending is. Yes, getting a, a timely goal here or there is just important, but getting a save is more important and the Flames didn't get that all year long and, and you get an amateur backup goaltender who d- decides the the fate of a team that's not even playing. That'd be a kick in the pills for a t- uh, like a Pittsburgh Penguins team like Sidney Crosby where you're worried about a guy by the name of Jet Alexander making a save in the last game of the season. It doesn't make any sense to me why the National Hockey doesn't have something going on. Why they, they don't have cap space, more cap space for, for a goaltender to play. Uh, I get it that sometimes you can't get the, your guy from the minors up, up to the big club because of travel restrictions and everything else. I get it. I totally understand that. So why not just have another goaltender on the roster that practices all the time and every once in a while send them down to the minors to get some to get, to get some playing time. And most times you'll have a lot of guys that, that play 60 games anyways. You look at Hellebuck it, with the Jets, he plays pretty much every night anyway. So you, the, the back of goaltender doesn't get, a, doesn't get a bunch of playing time there either. And it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me why it, it, the National Hockey, Hockey can't see this that they have to have a goaltender, three goaltenders on the roster at all times and find a way to have that ma- manipulate in the cap in that in that situation, not having on the last two two or three days of the season say these games are throwaways. It doesn't ma- it doesn't much matter because we're our, our playoff spot is is uh, is deeply entrenched and we're, we're set, but the other teams might not be deeply entrenched. And it might come down to some guy that shouldn't be in the National Hockey League making a a, 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 a decision in the, in the season. It's not right. It doesn't make any sense. And you, you wonder why that the cap is so low at 75 five or 76 million, whatever it might be. The uh, When you have franchises that are going to be sold, the Ottawa Senators, who are going to be sold for upwards of 800 to $900 million was the last uh, last I read. So why these franchises there if they're if they're if they're this high like Mr. Bettman says they are and if the, the league is in such good shape like he says he it says it is and like I said these franchises can be a record sold for record amounts of money 800 to 900 mil- million for the lowly Ottawa Senators then why isn't the cap higher if these owners have so much money why isn't the cap higher if revenues are at an all-time high why isn't the cap higher get the cap higher to find a way to have goaltenders on the, the, that should be playing in in meaningful games and should be on the bench for meaningful games and have guys that, that are ready to go at all times and not having the hopes like what was it two i think it was a week and a half ago curtis joseph was the emergency back goaltender and he's 56 years old hasn't played not nash hockey league in a long long time and if it came down to him i'm sure he would figure it out but it's 
not a good look for for the National Hockey League to have a guy like Curtis Joseph being the the savior uh, and everything else going on the ice to hope to win a hockey game for a team. And then it, it, like the other night uh, after the game, the Canadians put a lackluster effort. It was a bad game for them. Like they, they got eleven guys who were injured on the injured list. They don't have their their regular team going. But for a guy like Chris Weidman to come out and say, and and say something about the the Leafs putting that that Jet Alexander in, and I agree to to an extent. I mean, it was a seven one hockey at that point. I think it was. But Weidman basically said to the Leafs, uh, "Wait a couple of weeks. They'll they'll get what they deserve." He was a bit butthurt a little bit that that the the, the, the Leafs put this this kid in and gave him seventy seconds. He got one shot against. I think it was a dump in or whatever it might have been. The the Canadians were largely outmatched. They they gave up the first eighteen shots of the game. It wasn't a good hockey game. So maybe Weidman should shut his yap in that situation. Just worry about himself and worry about his team winning a a, a hockey game or maybe you know worrying about what where he's going to play next year or if he's going to be in the league or whatever it might be. It's not really his spot to say anything. I get it. He was asked by a reporter, but sometimes it's just uh, silence is golden when it comes to those situations. We do want players to say things. So I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth when it comes to this, because you look at the Bo Horvat situation with what he had to say after the Islanders game said, uh, it's way better than Vancouver. And I'll, I'll tell you that for free when asked about how, how the, uh, the crowd experience was out there in Long Island uh, with the Islanders fans, everything else. And he, yeah, he said it was, we, we kind of say he shouldn't have said that, but we all, we, all, we asked for these guys to not be so bland and not be so, um, uh, not quote worthy, I guess is, is the way. And then when, when one guy comes out and says something a little bit offsetting and people tend to say, uh, besmirch these guys a little bit and say, they maybe he shouldn't have said that, or maybe he should have said this instead, but you know what? He, he, he was asked and he said it and the heat of the moment thing game was over. Crowd was going a little bit crazy. And Bo Horvat basically said it's better than Vancouver. Uh, he said it wasn't about the fans, but I think we all know it was pro- probably about management and the way he was treated on his way out. So uh, the e-bug situation, it's got to get fixed. Have, have some guys on the, on the roster that can play, have have them a situation where where they they're ready to go, and have guys who are, are National Hockey League worthy because it shouldn't. The season comes down to a couple of games, and you wouldn't want your team, uh, especially one if you're watching from the sidelines, you wouldn't want a, a guy who can't stop a beach ball or a guy who's allergic to vulcanized rubber in the net. And it's kind of one of those things that the National Hockey, Hockey League needs to figure out, needs to figure out quickly. And they have money, and they they got money, so there's no reason why they can't have another guy uh, in playing the National Hockey League to, to get going. Anyways, that's my rant for the day. So, so I'm sick of E-bugs and A-bugs and everything else. Anyways, guys, as we get a little bit older, our skin doesn't have the youthful exuberance that it once had. So called their lab is here to hell. help. We love rising to the occasion or the challenge just as much the next guy. But when it comes to taking care of yourself, don't you think it should be easy? Called their lab will make your skincare routine as effortless as, as possible to give you, you more focus on what matters. That's living life the fully, fullest, not agonizing in front of a mirror with signs of aging. With over uh, a thousand five-star reviews and the clinical trial showing 97% of participants reported a visible improvement in their appearance of their skin using the regimen package for 60 days. It's safe to say Caldera Lab products work. Caldera Lab is skincare that turns heads with compliments guaranteed. So use promo code 1420 Lab and get 20% off all their skin products today at calderalabs.com. Anyways, uh happy birthday. Who do we got today? No, on this day. Uh, where are we here? On this day in 1989, Ron Hextall of the Philadelphia Flyers scored his first playoff, scored the first goal, uh, playoff goal by a goalie in NHL history in the third period of the Flyers' 8-5 victory over the Washington Capitals and gave them a 3-2 series lead in the best of seven Patrick Division semifinal. The Flyers would close out the series two days later back in Philadelphia uh, and would win the series in six. That was back in the day when the, the Washington Capitals could not win a playoff round for the life of them. They just had 
to year after year where they couldn't do anything. And there's Hexy right there celebrating his goal all those years at 1989. Man, it seems like almost yeah, yesterday. But that's, uh, that's quite a few years ago. Old Hextall. He, I think he got one, a regular season one, too. He had a couple couple three goals, I think, in his, his, his illustrious career. And uh, happy 53rd birthday to the man with the nicest hair in hockey to Trevor Linden, born on this day in 1970 in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Linden won two Memorial Cups playing for the hometown Tigers and was taken second overall in 1988 uh, draft behind Mike Medano. Uh, Linden would go on to play 19 NHL seasons with stops in Vancouver, the Islanders, Montreal, and Washington. He'd score 375 goals, 492 assists, 867 points, 895 penalty minutes. Uh, one of the nicest heads of hair in hockey. I met him once in Vernon, BC when I lived out there, but he was a hell of a hockey player. Uh, Captain Canuck, like I call, was always like the way he played. Great player. Uh, if you could build your franchise around a guy like Linden, that's the kind of guy you want to go out and draft. So happy birthday to Trevor Linden. Anyways, uh, make sure you guys uh, t- tune in later on today. We're going to be doing one of those uh, the watch parties, live streaming the Yankees game against Cleveland later on this afternoon at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. It's on playback.com. It'll be up on our Twitter account later on today and as well as uh, on Facebook. It'll be, be, be there, but come watch come watch a few innings with us here in at, uh, down at World Headquarters Yankee Tavern North Yankees Indians 4 o'clock on Playback TV. We're doing that. And make sure you subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. Like the little guy said there, just hit the button later on today and subscribe to our YouTube channel. want to get to 1,000 1,000 uh, subscribers. We're climbing up there surely, slowly but Shirley, and don't call me Shirley. Uh, anyways, if you're going to a game this week, also use uh, our promo code at SeatGeek. That's promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today. And uh, thank you very much for all those who listen later on today, or if you tuned into the show. I saw a few people watching this morning. So thank you very much, everybody who tunes in and watches uh, watches me talk in the morning and gets you guys going uh, on the uh, right direction every day. Have a good day, folks, and we will talk to you tomorrow. We'll see you later on to watch the Yankee game. And, uh, the Yankee game. and remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk later. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.